glad you're with me today as we're talking about building bridges of love across the chasm between us and other people and how we can make a difference in their lives. And I want to talk to you today about uh, building bridges to our neighbors. In Luke chapter 10, uh, Jesus told an amazing story. Verse 25, he said, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up and asked Jesus, What must I do to inherit eternal life? What's written in the law? How do, I, how do you read it? And Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And here's the story. Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of all his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down that same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of the three of these do you think was the neighbor to the, to the man who fell in, into the hand of the robbers? Jesus asked. The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The lawyer wanted to know, who is my neighbor? And that's a good question. But you see, what Jesus said was, a neighbor is not necessarily somebody next door alone. That's true, they are a neighbor. But they might be someone that you just run into along the way. And a neighbor is anybody who has a need. And he told us to love our neighbors like we love ourselves. In our community, there are many neighbors who are in need. Many are hurting, many are sick physically, many are discouraged, many are depressed, many need Christ as their Lord and Savior. And some of these neighbors are poor and some of these neighbors are affluent. And some of them we can help with food and necessities. Some of them don't need any food, but they need Christ and they need love. And it, if you and I can see that, then we can share with them. Many are lonely, many are confused, many are lost without Christ. So it's important that we begin to catch a glimpse of the needs of our neighbors and uh, what they're really like. And we should be concerned for them. Marilyn Monroe, the famous film star of the past, who, who took her own life in, by suicide, said sometime before that what I needed most was not success, but what I needed was salvation. Now, whether she understood fully what she meant, I don't know. She did need that. She needed people to show her Christ's love. In our community, there are many different responses to the needs of our neighbors, the same responses that we see in the story. In response, there, there was the response of the robbers to the man. Their, their philosophy, what is yours is mine if I can take it. They saw the man as an, someone they could exploit, and they didn't see him as a fellow human being or a creature made in the image of God. So we need to be careful how we look at people. God gave us things 
to use and people to love. If we start loving things and using people, that's exploitation. But if we start loving people and using those things to love people, that makes a difference. Jesus tells us to love people as they are. Notice the response of the priest and the Levite, two religious leaders. Well, their response was, what's mine is mine, and I'm going to keep it. They just passed by on the other side. They saw the hurting man who was beaten up by the robbers as a nuisance to avoid. Many of the priests and Levites lived in Jericho and made their way to and from Jerusalem to serve in the temple. They may have been on their way to hurry and lead worship or a service, or they thought maybe they needed to get there, or they thought they'd be defiled by such a man. A religion that passes people by and their needs is not like Christ. He cares, he loves, he reaches out. The response of the Samaritan was, what's mine is mine. I mean, what's mine is yours if you need it. The priest and Levite saw the man but didn't really see him. The Samaritan, though he was a man of a despised race, saw him and had compassion on him. He was busy, probably needed to get where he was going, but he didn't let that bother him. He, <coughs> excuse me, he stopped anyway to make a difference. In our community, there are room for many good Samaritans. We must be like that man and have compassion. And compassion is a hurt that feels someone else's need. The word in Greek means the inner thing to be deeply moved within and stirred. The word is used in Scripture to often refer to Jesus. He was often having compassion. It also involves contact. The Samaritan did something that nobody else did. The robbers might have been nearby, and so he might have been in danger, but he didn't consider that. He, he might needed to get to his destination, but he didn't consider that. He made no excuses. Love does not look for obstacles to keep from loving, but for opportunities to love. And David Livingston, the missionary, used to say that love is what overcomes all barriers, including language. And then once contact is made, then care must be extended to someone. Care that's practical. The Samaritan cleansed the wounds and put medicine on them, bound up the man, put him on his own donkey, carried him to a hotel, paid for his lodging and provisions, and he was willing to do whatever it might take to help the man get his needs met. You see, it costs when we really show compassion. It costs the Samaritan time. It cost him love. It cost him money. It cost him energy. It cost him materials. It maybe even have cost him business. Ministry that costs nothing accomplishes nothing. What did he gain from this personally? Nothing, except the joy and peace that comes by letting Jesus Christ use us. Albert Schweitzer, the brilliant scientist, used to say the only really happy people are those who've learned to serve. Jesus asked us to serve. He asked us to reach out to the people around us. Who is your neighbor? Have you ever really thought about it? Well, your neighbor are those people who need you down the street, who are hungry and out of work, the people who are desperate for someone to care, who live in other parts of the city. Your neighbor are, are people at work who may have plenty of money, but they need Christ and they need his love and they need his grace to show forth to them how he can make a difference. Think about your neighbors and try to figure out this week some neighbors that you can help and minister to and that you can make a difference in. And as you do, not only will you change some lives, but you will be 
changed yourself. God bless you. Be kind one to another, just as Christ is kind to us. God bless you. Have a great day.